Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Welcome to Elijah Streams. It is happy Thursday, April 13, 2023. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. We are in the beginning of year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets through both ElijahList.com, which is the written portion, and then Elijah Streams. Uh, which is what you're watching. Often though, when a, when a program is over, if we have links that are important or if a, a transcribed word, that will go out either the same day or within a couple of days. So, But that only goes out to you if you're subscribed here. Uh, there's never a cost to that. So um, subscribe to Elijah List if you want those automatedly. Because some people say, boy, I wish I had that in writing. Well, you can have it in writing if you're already subscribed a lot of times. Not every time. We can, we can send you the transcribed words within a day or two. So, all right, time to bring in Donay in just a moment. Uh, but before we do that, a quick reminder is one of our spots about the wells you're helping us dig in your time. And we really appreciate those who give and give generously. Uh, God appreciates it way more than we do. Uh, but his people there, obviously the impoverished of the earth is where our heart goes out to. I have in mind coming going uh, within the next few months to begin a more aggressive program of taking cameras to different parts of the USA where we're doing uh, many things that you don't even hear about because we don't have a team to cover it. Um, so we we have tended to, uh, as far as the video portion, we've tended to uh, major on the giving of the wells and the medical clinic we built that you built, the uh, ambulance that we bought for them, that you bought for them. And, but we're doing water projects uh, and giving away. We've even, months and months ago, we gave away uh, to some uh, uh, to private, I don't know if they were public school or private school or a combination where the teachers were known to be in, in a poverty area and they didn't have uh, school supplies for the children. And we're all about the children. So we donated a lot of money. You donated that to help teachers. Um, and, you know, we were careful to pick good um, teachers who weren't teaching crud, you know, uh, but we gave uh, school supplies generously in, in the form of a monetary gift. And then they went out and purchased school supplies. They would send us photos of that. Lots of different projects like that, um, that we haven't had time to tell you all about. But we'll, in the future, we're going to more and more tell you. So it won't only be uh, well pictures, but um, all of the different things that you are giving to uh, that's adding, literally adding to your rewards in heaven. Uh, because you're giving to these little ones, and God takes that really, really serious. So, all right, time to bring in Donna, Donna, make sure to say Donna, Clement, Petruska. So, uh, here we go with Donna. Good morning, my friend Donna. Good to see you again. It's been too long. Oh, yes, yes, and I have so much to share with you today. I just want to say, though, I, I want to encourage um, anybody who just watched uh, what you guys are doing, your missions work in Uganda, please do support that. Um, you know, Mom and I have been continuing what my dad and Mom were doing, and they did a lot of missions work, uh, specifically through China wow. um, and an organization called Love Without Boundaries. And we've also been looking at Uganda, which is... Um, really? which got my attention right now is we've been looking at perhaps even going there. And I hear what you're saying about being able to actually go there and let people see the difference that they're making, because a lot of you and a lot of us were giving and then, you know, we can get little reports, but it really makes a difference when you can get over there and, and have a look and, and be in that experience. And I remember when mom went to Cambodia really, 
and she was at in Cambodia on the border of Thailand where they have a lot of human trafficking going on and the children are just suffering, I mean, literally suffering there. And they were able to do so much just by everybody coming together and giving a little bit. They were able to now for, um, I believe it went from 75 ch children to up in the hundreds, maybe even over a thousand children now in that area who go to school every day on these wow. And um, everybody donated to get the tuk-tuks to transport these children. And they're fed at school where at home they might not get a meal. Um, they're protected there. They're clothed and they're educated. And so, um, you know, you, you may not think your $5 or your $20 or whatever you have makes a difference, but it does. It does make a difference. And it's so important to be able to find people that you can trust to give to that it will get there. That's and I true. know you, Steve, and a lot of people know. <laughs> You know, us at the House of Destiny and the Kim Clement Ministries, obviously, we've earned that trust. That's so true. And, you know, off the air, and we didn't know, I didn't know you were going to say this, but we were talking about your dad and giving and sacrificing. And we were just chatting before the show. And at what came out of that, I said, I just want to talk about that for a minute when we come back on. We were talking about your dad being a sacrificial giver. And I said, you know, I think I told you this uh, on your you and your mom's show, but I don't think I said it to the whole group but if i have you know you might hear it a second time but um kim when I, we first invited him out to do an elijah list conference it was two it was 2003 in uh canby oregon um the canby i think it was called canby grove conference center and so he came on out it was i invited him on faith someone had given me a word i think it might have been graham cook who oh. gave me the word to invite him and so then we invited graham and himself and, and your dad and I didn't know how I was going to give him an honorary. And we were very small compared to what's going on now. And when it was almost over, I, I went up to him and I said, Kim, I don't know how much to, to give you for an honorarium. You know, we're pretty small. I don't know what's expected. I just thought oh, I better just come out and ask him. I was very embarrassed to do that. He said something like, Steve, it doesn't matter what you give as long as it's sacrifice, it's sacrificial. And I thought, oh, I can do sacrificial because, and so I wanted you to tell, so when I said that to you, your dad said something about how small of a gift, talk about that, the Lent thing. Yes. So um, oftentimes if my dad was in a church and, and it came to offering time, he would tell people, if all you have in your pocket is a piece of Lent, put that in, in the, in the offering bucket because it's more about the sacrifice. And you remember when Jesus spoke about the woman with the two mites who gave more than anybody else because of what it meant to her. And um, so there is something very sacred about the sacrifice in obedience to God and the obedience to God part is very important too in discernment, but doing that act of sacrifice is actually more for us than it is for God. Yeah. And, um, it's it's a it's a crucial part of of being a Christian, really and there's is. a practical side in that we support it. We support one another in spreading the gospel and doing what we need to do, but there's also a sacred side, and it goes all the way back to Cain and Abel, and um, uh, which is actually in in the video I'm going to show you. So I won't go on too much about Cain and Abel because I'm going to show you my dad talk about it, but you know because that kind of ties into everything we're seeing all around the world right now. Um, and how important it is to, to give. Because when my dad, I was telling you earlier, and I'll, I'll tell everybody now, my dad and mom, when my dad first started out in ministry, literally had nothing. We lived with my grandparents. At one point, we lived in someone's garage. 
Um, he really took that. And I mean, he could have made money. My dad was an incredible musician. He was having people invite him to write scores for movies at the age of 17. So he could have taken that route and been wealthy and, and uh, famous and everything, but he didn't, he took the route that God chose for him. And, and um, you know, what I, I saw and what I witnessed even in my own life is that when you sacrifice, God will give you enough. He will provide sometimes in the most surprising ways. Like I told you, my dad, would have maybe a few hundred dollars in his pocket and that's all he had to his name. And he had me to feed as a baby and he had my mother and God would say, give that to so-and-so or to this. And it took so much faith because now he was giving everything he had. And every single time someone would show up with groceries, someone would show up with a gift that was a double triple of what he'd given. And so there was this, this way that God has set things up with that, that he recognized very early on. And it, it really, made a difference not only to the people who watched my dad and were in ministry with him but in the end to so many children across the world that they ended up helping through the ministry using the platform and and what god had given them to actually well his his life jesus what he did and showed me and i can only speak for myself uh is he must be getting more and more rewards. I don't know if you get additional rewards as you, because this continues to follow him. I, I learned from him more than any other human being about giving, and we began to give. I saw him give one time. I remember I was sitting out in the truck. For some reason, I must have picked up the mail sitting in my pickup truck at the time, and he had said, I opened the letter. There's all these CDs and books from him, and it was to, he had written it to his whole list, whoever he had on and said, God told we were having very a lot of trouble with our finances right now, and God told us to give our way out of it. So we're sit, we're cleaning out our entire inventory, and we're sending it to all of our uh, donors or whoever it was. I don't know. Do you remember that? I remember it very well because I was the person who was packing those envelopes and putting the names on the labels and carrying the boxes to the post office because this was what in the two thousands. Yeah, yeah, early two thousand. Very much going to the post office. There wasn't Amazon or anything or those kind of things. And yes, I, the reason he did that was because he had been doing so much personal prophecy that he started to realize that it was becoming more of a spectacle and about him than about God. And he never, never wanted it to be that way. And he saw God leading him in a new direction. But that was a difficult direction because he stopped doing personal prophecies on people. Well, and your personal prophecy would be so rewarding, wouldn't it? But it pulls on you all the time. Well, you started to feel like, look, you, you're not supposed to rely on a prophet like a psychic. You're not supposed to rely on them to bring you the answers for everything in your life. You need to have your communication with God for your day-to-day life decisions, that you're that connected with God. You don't need the prophet to tell you about those things. That's the prophet's true. there for the serious things. And that's what the office of the prophet prophet is about. You know, it's not about. And so it was a time of it was a great sacrifice at that time because people stopped coming as much. Oh, they stopped coming because he wasn't giving the personal. They weren't getting their prophecies. They weren't getting and he was going to Kim was going to prophesy over them. And he just worshipped and he rented out um, the the uh, high school auditorium in Hollywood. So in the place where God is needed the most <laughs> Yeah. there. And he worshiped for years and our finances. Yes, it was bad. And I worked for the ministry. I was, I was still very young in my early twenties. Well, I've worked for my dad my whole life, but I, I worked in the office and we would be waiting for our paychecks because we didn't, 
you know, we didn't have enough. And so he went and prayed about it. And he said, God told me to give everything away. And so we all in the office, we sat there. There weren't not a big staff. There was probably about four or five of us. And um, we sat there and stuffed those envelopes and got everybody, every single person on our mailing list, printed a label, and they got something for free. And we lugged it to the mail, the mail off, I mean, the post office. And uh, after that, something shifted. Really? This was about probably the early 2000s. And after that is when he moved to California. And it was in 2007 that he prophesied Trump. And so his gift was escalated from that sacrifice, you see. So it's still going back to the sacrifice. But it was on a larger scale that someone who is in the office of the prophet would have to handle. Yeah, he handled it and yeah. God blessed him by giving him some of the most accurate prophetic words, not for then, for now, which is what a true prophet is. Like I often say to people, my dad, he, he, he got to a level so high with the prophetic that he didn't even have to be alive. I know. Is that not? A, <laughs> he, has, he has prophesied more after his uh, going home party. You know, I often wonder if he, if, you know, you don't know how it works in heaven. Is he decreeing and prophesying from heaven and saying, donate, and, you know, he speaks into the spirit realm, pick, who knows? Cannot imagine one. that he's not. Yeah, really. I cannot imagine that he's not, not Kim Clement. He didn't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> he was great. I love him and I miss him so much. So too, um, too. someone else just wrote to me today. I don't know if you know who Andrea Hobart is. She's a flight attendant. But she posted a, some something that he done. He had done these this conference in New York. It was his soundtrack, and she said, "I miss Kim so much. We've had Andrea on a number of times." Well, I had met Andrea, the flight attendant, for the very first time at that Kim Clement conference, and at that conference, uh, Kim prophesied over me. The one line that I remember uh, is, is, "He says you are not nothing." And they said again, you are not nothing. You are a force to be reckoned with. You've housed the prophets, taken care of the prophets, and now God's going to give you a prophet's reward. It went something like that. It was longer. And Andrea was the keeper of that word. She memorized it. And she has probably reminded me of that word 50 to 60 times as a friend. She'd just say, you are not nothing, Steve. And she just keeps prophesying your dad's prophecy over me. And it's very, <laughs> I keep thinking, maybe I don't need to be reminded. But you know what? Every time she does it, it's like, oh, that feels so it helps. affirming. Because honestly, it came from God. Yeah. And God wants you to know that. Because he needs you to be strengthened in your journey as you're doing this. Because it's not easy to do what you're doing right now. Yeah. Well, I understand because I'm doing the same kind of thing. It's not easy. Yeah. And so God will find ways to encourage and strengthen you. And sometimes it can be very beautiful and cool the way he does yeah, it. Yeah, very much as he is. Well, you know what? We've got a bunch of videos, or five or seven or something. I don't know the exact number, but um, we've got a whole lineup of videos I want you to share. So I'm just going to turn it over to you, Dot A, and have some fun sharing this. Well, the first video I wanted to play today, we've, I've actually played for you before, but I'm, I've done a little extended version. Okay. Because we're seeing a lot with the BRICS nations right yeah. now. And I'm going to show you how he saw he was seeing that and how serious it actually is. Um, but in particular, I, I, I do want to focus today on Saudi Arabia. So pay attention to that. But also, like I mentioned before about Cain and Abel and what we're dealing with right now, you know, um, kind of goes back to that same basic concept. You know, we've got 
that communist ideology, which would be the cane, and then also the blood that cries out, and um, how at the end at the end of the day, all of this is coming down to greed, is what he was seeing. So let's play the first video. Okay, here video we go. one, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay, here we go. How seriously you take the offering, because starting right from the beginning, there was a fight between two brothers. Because one brought one that was acceptable, the other had no heart in his offering. And he killed his brother. Today, Lord, thousands of years later, that same spirit is in existence because of greed. I see a king falling. Oh, I see a king falling. Saudi Arabia. Yemen. Solomon. Lord you are not pleased the wall this wall being built that will not be completed for a takeover already a plan Iran you have wicked plans your wickedness cannot be covered I've seen you says the Lord I've already spoken about you Father I just pray you stop just for a minute wow wow you know what's interesting steve is that we were just talking about the offering and sacrifice and i hadn't yeah. even thought about that in that video right there he was actually in the middle of uh taking an offering and praying over the offering and that's oh, really went just suddenly saw that so that prophecy really stuck with me especially during trump's first presidency because I was worried because my dad saw a wall being built that would not be completed because of a takeover. Now, we've talked about this before, but um, I just want to, there's people that may not have seen that, but the time that he prophesied that was April of 2015. There was no talk of Trump's wall. Nobody was talking about walls, right? So it's interesting that he sees a wall being built that would not be completed. And, you know, Trump may not have even come down the escalator yet because that was later to 2015. And so dad sees a wall being built that would not be completed because of a takeover. And so after the 2020 election, then it made, made sense to me. But there's so much more in here because he's looking at Saudi Arabia. He says, he talks about Cain and Abel, right? And we were just talking about that. Talks about Cain and Abel and the offering and the sacrifice and greed. 
And then he sees Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Solomon. Now, the thing about Solomon is that the crown prince of Saudi Arabia is Solomon now. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. But when my dad prophesied that, uh, uh, that was not the crown prince at the time. And I don't think Solomon was even meant to, they call him uh, something else too, but I've always heard Trump call him crown prince Solomon. Okay. And he was not the crown prince when my dad prophesied that too. So I don't think he was referring to Solomon from the Bible. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, got it. Yeah. Because he's seeing Saudi Arabia, Yemen. Now we may be saying, well, what does that have to do with the wall? I think we're going to find out later because um, he then points his finger to Iran. He says, I see a takeover, and he sees the wall falling, I see a takeover, and then he sees Iran. Now, what we've just seen in the past week or so, or however long it's been, is China getting Iran and Saudi Arabia together. Now, those are Sunnis and Shias. These are, they hate each other. But China has now stepped in, and we've really got to worry about them right now, as everybody knows, and they've stepped in and, and, and brought them together. And they're involved with the BRICS nation. Anyone who doesn't know what the BRICS nations are, they're coming together uh, to to overtake basically the U.S. dollar currency. Um, also, there's all kinds of things of switching to digital currencies and all kinds of plans. But it's not good. And what my dad was seeing was that it was not good. And you'll see that in the rest of the videos I'm about to show you. But remember those things because... Uh, you know, you hear Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Solomon, you're automatically going to go to the Bible. But now the crown prince of Saudi Arabia is named Solomon and wasn't then. So worthy of note, plus the wall, plus Iran. Okay. Remember all of that and let's go to the next video. Okay, here we go. And they have said, we will control the United States. We will control the world. But God says, look at Saudi Arabia, look carefully, for there is great wickedness brewing from there. And as they plan, says the Lord, as they plan, I want you to understand something. While they are planning for the destruction of America, there are those in this nation that call themselves prophets, that are constantly speaking against this nation. There are those who call themselves prophets that speak with Islam against this nation. There are Christian prophets that have joined forces in a very strange way to curse this nation. Why have you betrayed me, says the Lord? But God said, if you would watch, Saudi Arabia is hiding something and they will be caught with their pants down, says the Lord. They will be caught, says the Lord. Netanyahu, Listen to me, Netanyahu. You are afraid of what is happening in Iran. Forget that for a minute. Look to other countries. For Russia has already made a decision. This prophet was caught up and saw the table that they have stood at. This prophet has heard how this dog that is from a junkyard is about to be released and how he will bite viciously. But his attack shall not only be with Iran, but it shall come against Saudi Arabia. But the Lord says, do not worry, because while these cats and dogs are fighting, America shall begin to bloom. America shall begin to prosper. America shall bring oil. 
shall bring oil. America shall suddenly see a massive influx of new ideas and creativity and new energy is coming and it's coming soon says the Lord and new energy is coming and it's coming soon are you listening to me says the Spirit of God and you say what about this president you say what about this president did you understand that in the scriptures when a king did not deal with the people that were his enemies. And if the king and the president does not deal with the enemies of God, who is it that I raise up? Because God said when the king did not do it, he raised up a prophet who would then overtake them. God says the prophetic anointing upon this generation shall slice down the enemies and America shall enter into a seven year of prosperity, says the Lord. say what does this have to do with me you may say what has this have to do with me you have heard prophets shouting from the left and the right we have on good uh, information that America shall collapse and it shall be wiped out God said not while I'm alive and I happen not to be dying very soon I died once on a cross I die no more I die no more says the Lord don't you tell me what my plans are why have you put why is there a lying spirit in your mouths or prophets why is it that you curse along with Isis and Islam the nation that has brought bread and brought oil and brought life and being taken the captives into their borders what about that says the Lord where is your justice where is your righteousness where is your equity oh God says I will show you that I will raise out of the dust of this nation the dust I will raise young men and women who shall take over and take charge says the Lord come on my goodness <laughs> every time I see Kim prophesy like this there is no one with that presence and my gosh. And then he's talking about, he was, he's given a harsh word against prophets. Do you, what do you, what do you think that was about? Well, if you look at what's happened with this, you know, there's been a, a, quite a divide in the church yeah. over many, many issues, specifically when it comes from all the way going back to Trump, it goes further, but going back to Trump and all the things that happened and people having to, pick sides. And this is what the enemy wants is to divide the church. Yeah. And so, you know, um, one thing that I, I've always say to people is we've had thousands of years to figure out theology and we're running out of time. And so we need to be on, you know, do, do we basically believe like, okay, if, if you want to sing and dance in church or not, do you wear makeup or not, but whatever, but do we believe the basics? Do we agree on that? Because we need to be united on that because the enemy coming against us, is huge. This is a giant enemy. And that's not to make anybody afraid because what my dad saw was very, very hopeful there. I mean, he saw a generation of people rising up, young people from the dust. They did. People you wouldn't expect will rise up. And something I said to my husband um, when we saw the reaction to Trump's election years ago um, and, and the way things are in the schools and the way the young people are being uh, propagated and, and sort of forced, forced, you know, young people rebel instinctively. And so 
those very younger children that we're seeing right now are going to reach that age of rebellion. And all of these things that these gender issues and all of these different issues that are being forced upon them, this far left ideology that is devoid of God, those children are going to rebel against it because it's forced upon them. And where do they have to turn to but God? And it almost seems like a brilliant little trick God's been, been pulling on us. And so I see so much hope in it, even though he's, my dad was seeing things to be concerned about. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we look at, like, for instance, I just looked at the, the image again the other day of the crown prince of Saudi Arabia fist bumping Biden, which is actually, oh, right. that is an insult. Right. And um, unfortunately, Biden does not represent all of America. And, you know, we may agree with, like, I heard Putin speaking the other day. There was, like, so many things I agreed with. But I know that... I know that not only just because of what my dad's prophesied, but because what I'm seeing in him, the spirit that's controlling him is a deceptive one. Mm. It comes from a deceptive system that does not have a godly foundation. And so he will say what he has to say because divide and conquer is the tactic. So uh, you'll see that uh, coming from world leaders and church leaders will be the tickling of ears that was, was mm. talked about. Everybody loves to... To, to shout at, at anyone who calls himself a prophet and bring up those particular scripture verses, but you're not really thinking about it. Your media is a false prophet because they're prophesying to you all day long through that TV screen and, and training your brain on how to think. And so anyway, um, dad was seeing, uh, he's warning, warning, warning about Russia. He's warning, warning about, about Saudi Arabia. He's warning about these countries and now we're seeing them come together to uh, to challenge the U.S. dollar, which is everything. I mean, that if that changed, that would change the entire world. Yes, it would. Currency is done. It's look. It's inevitably going to change, but this coalition of nations uh, is dangerous. And unfortunately, South Africa is one of them. BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Now they're trying to gather more and more people together. And um, uh, so, you know, uh, someone who's covering this really well is Clay Clark. And if you go to Thrive Time on his Rumble, he's going to have video after video after video with interviews and interviews. And he's really going to be able to break that down more than I could. But as far as my dad seeing it, I can tell you he was seeing this and it was not good. And so he points out again in what we just watched about uh, Russia and Iran and Saudi Arabia, and Netanyahu focusing on Iran, but he mustn't just focus on Iran. Now, the weird thing is that, you know, we went through that period of time where Netanyahu wasn't even prime minister anymore. Now he mm -hmm. is. And yeah. so then you kind of, it helps you with the timeline of dad's prophecies too, because he, he hardly ever said a year, you know. Well, he, probably he probably ever, never knew the year. Would that be? It's too difficult because every single person in the world has choices. God can't take that away from us. Otherwise, he would be a liar. So we have choices and all of our choices affect everything. So a, a, a date can be sealed in time or an event can be sealed in time. And I believe that's when the prophet is able to access it. But that's based on choices and not just choices that one or two people make, but that everybody's made. So it's kind of complicated. So I won't go into all that, but but yeah. I, you can kind of understand what I'm sure. getting at, yeah. understanding how prophecy works. 
So for him to say a year, if, if someone says a, a year, um, that's, that's a big deal. Um, but cool thing is dad saw that, um, you know, they're over there making these plans, but God's going to do something because we do have oil just because Biden cut that off. When Trump was in, we had our own, we didn't need to rely on the Middle East for oil anymore, which is something my dad prophesied would happen. The only reason that we're having any of these problems right now is because Biden cut that off. So dad saw America blooming and prospering and an influx of creativity coming from young people. And that's exciting. And also a new energy coming. And I, on another prophecy, and I have to find video, I don't know if we have video of it, but dad yeah. saw, the, I think, five different kinds of energy. But didn't he, on one point, he called it the big E, right? The big E? The big E. But he also saw later that something about, like, you'd be able to get in your car and choose which kind of energy you'd want to use. Really? Like, are you going to use electric? Are you going to use gas or whatever other? He saw that, like, five of them. So it's very interesting, um, but sort of obviously vague for him. It was just something he had a glimpse of. Um, but also, I liked what he said in that video about how God sends the prophets to deal with things when the kings or the leaders or the presidents do not. God has to send the prophets. Yeah. And what you are seeing happen globally is this interest in the pro prophetic, a deeper understanding of the prophetic, and an army of prophetic warriors. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're a prophet like my dad. But it means you are a prophetic person, which is part right. of the fold. It's part of being a Christian. It's part of the ascension gifts. It's part of being filled with the Holy Spirit is to prophesy. So, you know, um, a, a prophetic, my dad called them the warriors of the new millennium. A prophetic army is what God is raising up. And it's sort of like quietly. It's not, it's not, you know, God's being sneaky. And I was sneaky, yeah. God's way. I, I don't know how else to put it, but um, I also found it interesting. My dad used the word equity and he questioned them. Now, this is a long time ago when the word equity wasn't. A, 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 oh, I see. Because everyone's talking about racial equity. Equity. Yeah. Questioning them. Are you thinking, what about your equity? You're going on about me. Hypocrisy, you know, is what I got out of that, too. So, yeah. I, and isn't that amazing? Because your dad sometimes would. He'd be talking about, well, he just did that in the one we saw. He talked about Iran one minute, the wall a different minute, uh, Israel, and sometimes they're related, and sometimes he went to another decade in time, and God's just giving him, you know, um, puzzle pieces. I, early on, I called them puzzle pieces. He came up with the term later, um, what did they call it, the uh, um, decoders? Or no, I can't code, breakers. code breakers, de code breakers, code you know, breakers. which is... Taking the clues, and God would give him puzzle pieces or clues or tidbits or hints and whatever you call it, and God may skip all around the decades, and he would just obediently prophesy. So. The way he described it to me, because I asked him, I've asked him before, how are you seeing these things? And he said it's like being in a pitch dark room you've never been in before. Like let's say you're in a room you don't know anything about. You're just in a dark room. And there's a thunderstorm and lightning strikes. And for just a second, you get a flash of light and you get a glimpse of things. You see a lamp, you see a fireplace, you see a couch, you see a table. And then you can say, I see a lamp. I see a." It's kind of like that's that. good. Simplifying it, obviously, but that's the way he described it to me. That's good. And also time is very important because I know um, that God has shown me things that were quite complex, but it was like a download. Uh, so God gives it all to you and then you process it through your, your, your spirit and, and then your, your, your 
carnal mind also has to process what did I just see? What just happened? And so there's that element of it as well, but God isn't confined by time. So mm-hmm. there's an interesting study on that too that I've, I've looked at over the years. Okay. Uh, but let's go to that next video because I did have quite a few to show you. They're not long, but they're important. Good. So uh, right. I think our next one should be number three. Okay, here we go. Here the prophet today. What is the stench that I'm smelling? What is it? What I am smelling is betrayal. The spirit of Ju- Ju- Judas and the, and the spirit of Joseph standing together. They have made a plan to enter the schools of America. No, 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 this is a long-term plan. They will enter in and they shall send young men and women and they shall intermarry and they shall raise up families that shall stand and attempt in the second presidency from now. And they shall be called another name then, but they shall attempt to do something in the White House. They have watched all your movies, how the White House has been taken down and they have dreamed their dreams and I have sat and I have watched and I have left because uh, it is true that they can possibly cripple America for a season and they did. Now hear me out, says the Lord. Mecca. How they have been fooled and cursed. That cursed stone which shall be unraveled and broken in pieces. And I speak boldly today from this platform, but respectfully. Saudi Arabia, you kept the oil. You tried to deal with Russia. God says you did the wrong thing. For when you touch my church, can my ecclesia be destroyed? Never. Yes, we know there will be tribulation and so it shall be and my people shall join me. But before that time, there is a global awakening. No, no, not just one town and city, not just one country, but many. Look how I invaded Egypt. You see, most people don't know this. But it was in Arabia that John the Baptist was beheaded. And it is in Arabia and Saudi Arabia shall and has persecuted more Christians than you realize. But God, I said, I will now make them accountable. How shall I do this? I will prosper the very country that they hate, calling them the great Satan. New energy is arising. And God says, even though oil shall always be fought after, they shall be burning and burning and burning like you have never seen. And there shall be fights and antagonism, but I cannot unfortunately do it now, as I'm stuck with one who has decided not to fight Islam, not to fight radical Islam. But God said, I will cause a new one to rise up in this nation. And God said, there will be a prophetic anointing that shall carry you until that year. And that prophetic anointing, says the Lord, will bring prosperity to the soil of this country and to the families of this nation. Yes, they have sinned. America is not guiltless. But God said, when I weigh the balance, when I weigh the scales, when I set out the scales, 
there is great iniquity in Saudi Arabia and all over that region and therefore watch with your eyes as the earth shakes and watch how this prosperity comes for now I set the prophetic seal upon my house and upon my church. Wow. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Wow. Wow. She. <laughs> you really get into that moment with him. Yeah. Yeah. He really was anointed. Oh, my gosh. It, it yeah. Matter, and I talk to people about this a lot is if you watch the videos, um, you could be worshiping with him or watching him prophesy this into a teaching, but he had an, an anointing, a special anointing to be able to draw you into that moment with him. And it was just, yeah. I mean, God so gave him, I think I might've talked about this when I was on your show, but it was like, he had the whole package. He had, he had the looks, he had the voice, he had the presence, he had the clothes, he had the goods that, you know, and it's like, he had every, everything is, you know, you know, we're not worshiping Kim Clement, but, but, you know, we're honoring a prophet of God is because he's worthy of that. We receive him as a prophet. So. Yes. And that's the thing I try to say to people is I'm not trying to glorify my father over God, because one yeah. thing dad taught me was that everything he had was because God gave it to him. Yeah. What he was doing was God through him and how he can do that through all of us and how important it is for all of us to know our place and what God wants from us um, and our destiny. He was all about destiny, everything about, you know, that's why he called our ministry is the house of destiny because everything yeah. was destiny and seeing the future, seeing beyond your nose, which our leaders unfortunately can't do right now. So God's called the prophets to take care of it. So that's what we're seeing happen. So good. Um, yeah. On this one video that we just watched, I thought it was so incredible that he saw the betrayal and the spirit of Judas and the spirit of Joseph standing next to each other. And the president we have right now, well, what's his name? Um, so very interesting that he that he picked up on that. I, I want to say something, too, because Kim was one that even if he spoke a pun by accident, he he started to speak and he goes, Ju, Ju, Judas, and he kind of laughed because he's, and I'm thinking there was a prophetic slip and there's a clue in there because even... Noel Harari, Harari, who who is a, one of the most evil men on the earth, he's Jewish, and he's he's a betrayer of he want, he wants to be part of the whole killing most of the population of the United States depopulation. So when he goes Jew Jew Judas, it could be that kind of thing Ooh, that he was saying. So very interesting, Steve. Yeah. I didn't think about it that way either, but that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a really interesting because then he went on to speak about the White House and they've watched all your movies and tried to figure out how to take you down and uh, 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 how this is a long-term plan. And you brought up Harari. Well, Klaus Schwab yeah. um, started the World Economic Forum in the early 70s with the help of Henry Kissinger. So this is a long-term plan. Yeah, And um, he talks about... Um, uh, um, the second presidency from now. Now, he was prophesying that in 2014. The second presidency from then is now with Biden. That's right. Another confirmation that he's talking about the season we're in. Um, I know I left in the part about Mecca. Yeah. I'm scared to leave that part in or play that because I'll, I'll get threatened. Um, but I thought... I was going over the video yesterday and I wasn't sure to include it or not today, but I did because I feel like there keeps coming back this thing to Saudi Arabia and, and a warning. And also he said, Saudi Arabia, you took the oil 
and you went to Russia. But that hadn't happened then. That just happened now. Oh, it did? Right. Like, like Saudi Arabia is not what they're doing with America with the oil and now yeah. they're working with, with the BRICS and with them. Like, well, yeah, I mean, Biden even went there before the last election and tried to appeal to them to make more oil, which was stupid because he's the one that took the oil out. Biden is, but but they, they would have none of it, you know. Right. And now they're working with this other alliance and they're pulling away from the United States. And dad saw that. But that hadn't happened when he prophesied that in 2014. What was he talking about Saudi Arabia and Russia and you took the oil? So there it is again. And so that's why I wanted to, Saudi Arabia keeps coming up. So that's yeah, why my I goodness. I, I'm, I, I'm wanting to do this. And he, he brings up how America is not guiltless because we are overrun with corrupt leaders and, and we have been infiltrated. And that is without question. But what God was saying was when he weighs the, the scales and the balances, there's things that we do not know that are going on, and he particularly said Saudi Arabia and persecution of Christians. And it made me think about during World War II when people didn't know what was going on with the Holocaust and the concentration camps with the Jews. We didn't find out until afterwards. People didn't know at the time what was going on. We don't mm -hmm. know what's happening, uh, hardly at all, because we can't trust our media, but especially over in the Middle East, to Christians. I mean, just think about what was going on with the Christians after the Afghanistan pullout, you know, there were Christians there who died with their congregations who could have left and they didn't. And so um, my dad was seeing Saudi Arabia and that we don't know how much Christians have been persecuted. So look, I'm not here against Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I'm not here trying to bash so them. It's a up. prophetic word from the Lord. So it's not you or me or us or live streams doing it. We're saying this is what a prophet said. By the way, uh, that part that he said, about, I had no idea that John the Baptist was uh, beheaded in Saudi Arabia. And I, 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 he must know that factually because he said yes. a lot of people don't know that. But so then, then he went from there to what they continue to do to Christians is what I think yes. you're starting to say. Exactly. And, and uh, he talked about the new one who would arise, who I believe is Trump. And he spoke yeah. about a prophetic anointing that would carry us to that year. And so I think this is the, the period of time in which we are being carried by that prophetic anointing, not just my dad's. And I'm not just talking about my dad, because he said a, he would have said mine if he meant his own self. He said there is a prophetic anointing and that prophetic anointing. I don't know uh, whether you would put that on one person. I think he, he just means in general, we well, as Christians, and especially in America and the West, will be carried by a prophetic anointing during this difficult time and has a plan. And part of it is that they call us the great Satan. And there's a lot of fingers being pointed at America right now, and some of them rightfully so. But God was saying, I'm going to prosper America in the face of what they're trying to do with bricks and taking over the dollar. God's saying their plans are not going to work. And he's going to, America is going to prosper and bloom and there's going to be a new energy and we're going to find a new way here because that's what America does. And so oh, very good. Wow. I love, love that video. I do too. So, I do too. This next one's very short that I wanted to show you. Number four. Yes, it is number four, but this one is specifically again, and we're going to bricks and this is where he sought. And so play the video and we'll talk about it. Okay, here we go. Before I do anything else, this drew it out of me. I'd been in all week. I've been, I've been carrying this, and now, and I was carried above the, uh, 
I was carried above a, a, a table with Putin and, and four others. I did. I saw them writing things which I am not permitted to speak now. Otherwise, I won't be alive next week. I am not permitted to speak this now, but there will come a point when I can share it with the right authorities. And I will do it. And I will do it as I go to Israel. That is my duty. That is what he called me to do. I need your prayer. I need your covering. Jane needs your covering. My children need your covering. Our team needs your covering. Prayer covering for protection. This is no small thing, people. It may seem like a small building here, but there are literally millions that are, that are watching all over the world at some point in time. And not many of them are friends. Many of them are great enemies. Wasn't it only months after that in 2015 that he got struck down? Exactly. So this is the reason that a lot of people write me and say to me, do you think somebody did something to your dad? And I do. I can't prove it. I don't know. I know that uh, it was his time. I don't think it was not his time. Yeah. It was his time. But I think that uh, there's something. Yeah. Someone else, I can't remember who it was, suggested that, that they, I had never thought of that, but um, his his brain began to bleed, I guess is what started it. They later found cancer in there, right? Well, but this is what happened. So what you just saw him prophesy, he's, he's, He's over a table and he sees Putin and four others. Now, another time he talked about them wearing robes, but he said they were at a table writing things down that he could not repeat or he would not be alive next week. Okay. So that he was seeing them making a plan, which I think is the plan we're seeing implemented right now. And he said he would share it with the right authorities when he went to Israel. Well, he did go to Israel the next month. I've checked, I've looked, I've made sure. Uh, you know, because I couldn't remember for sure. Did he go? Cause he went so often and yeah. I went and he did go within two weeks of him prophesying that he went, I don't know what happened in Israel. I wasn't with him, but two weeks after that, or within a month of that, the tumor began growing in his brain. Now we didn't find that out until September of 2015. Cause we had no idea, but the doctors looked at the rate of growth of the tumor and they were able to determine that it started growing in January of 2015. Wow. The video we just watched was December 13th of 2014. So as you can see, he was seeing his life in danger. Wow. And I know that another thing that he did was he started to get security, which toward the end of his life in the last maybe year or two. And never, never, ever had he ever wanted security. My dad was never scared of anything but a spider and heights. And so. And what? Spider and what? He didn't like heights. He didn't heights? Like- oh, yeah, yeah. I don't like heights either. He didn't like heights and he didn't like spiders. But other <laughs> than that, he was not scared of anything. And so just it was weird to me. I remember at the time thinking, why, why would he want security? Because he, he didn't want us to be scared. So he didn't tell us all the threats that he yeah. did. But I ended up finding out later that someone who was working on security for him couldn't find people to watch him because they said Kim Clement was too hot. Too and hot, I don't know. Like, oh wow! Like in other words, he was too like, too much it. danger. Yeah, they, they we we couldn't find people to to be security for my there toward the end because he was too hot, and I I don't know what that means, but I know uh, that that they wouldn't do it. Now he did find someone, and there was a man that used to walk around uh, the house at night when we were sleeping. Uh, I wasn't there. I, I obviously grown, had my own house, but at his house, he had someone walking around. Um, 
Wow. Uh, so I do think um, something's going on. Something's up with that. And that's, that's caused me to ask the question, who are they? You know, it's like they talk about the deep state. Yeah, and yeah. All and the Illuminati. And it's like, well, yeah, but who are they? Because all of these people are like taking, it's almost like people are just like taking orders and everybody, no matter the consequence, are just saying and doing what they're told. It's what it feels like. Mm. So when you have a situation like that, surely there's a centralized place where that's coming from. You're right. So that's they. Who are they? Because if we know what cowards that they hide themselves, first of all, and we look, we know it's the devil at the end of the day, but he's working through people. And I want to know their names because did someone do something to my dad? Because if they did, I want to know their name. Wouldn't you? Well, yeah, of course I would, especially as a, yeah, the they, I mean, there's, I can't even think of his name now, the one that everybody blames uh, for everything from the World Economic Forum. Gosh, I can't think of his name. You know, I'm thinking about the one guy. He's all very old now. Uh, George Soros. I can't pull it up. Well, look, George Soros doesn't have much longer. He was a traitor to his own people. Yeah. Say anything about George Soros because I say you're being anti-Semitic. But if anyone was anti-Semitic, it was George Soros himself because he betrayed his own people to the Nazis during during, uh, World War. Did he really? Yes, he did. And you can you can find out about that. But his son runs things now. So. Um, well, you know he, what? You just said he betrayed his own people, and your and your dad prophesied Jew, Jew, Judas. Oh, yes, Steve. And he talked about betrayal. 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 You just said he betrayed his own people out of your own mouth. People, and right now he sits there funding all of these people to the to help the globalist agenda, mm. which is complete antichrist. You know, you want to talk about the clay and the iron won't mix and uh, that kind of stuff, which you got to, you have to talk to my mom about that stuff. It's too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> you start thinking about AI and and the mixing of, of human beings. Yeah, with- that probably has the most uh, promising, uh, correct interpretation where it's the mixture of machine and man. What's that called? There's another word for it. Transhumanism, I guess. Transhumanism, yes. Yeah. That's exactly what they're up to. So yeah. it all kinds of kind of points back to that. So then I, I, I think of my dad and there he was prophesying the stuff. And, um, you know, I don't think he even realized the gravity of, of and the depth of what he was seeing because he was seeing it in glimpses. He wasn't seeing the whole plan. He did. My dad wasn't God. He didn't know everything. Sure. He was a prophet who saw bits and he shared it with everybody and he made sure everybody heard it. And that's what I'm doing now is I'm making sure everybody hears it. <laughs> That's good. You're doing a good job, too, I'm telling you. But, you know, that George Soros probably has a lot more juice on it as the correct answer to what you were looking for than any name has come up with. He's Jewish. He's against his own people. Uh, He wants to destroy the United States. He's betraying us. He's betraying the Jewish people, including all that whole thing about the the forced vaccinations. More of that happened in Israel than any other place. They forced him to get vaccinated, More a, a larger population percentage of Israel than any other nation and that's killing your own people that's that's a greater holocaust by percentage is probably happening because of that that's my opinion uh, I but, agree with you yeah. I agree with you absolutely yeah. agree with you and this is the fourth Reich my dad saw rising up yeah he, I wish I had that video for you right now because I just thought of it but he prophesied the rise and fall of the fourth Reich Sheesh. yeah and I remember that to, he sent me in 2012 to Auschwitz he did he didn't go with me either. I was like, please come with me. He's like, no, you're going to go by yourself. But he sent me, my husband came with me, but we yeah. went to Auschwitz and he made me go there and look and see it. And while I was there, there was a BBC reporter 
uh, that was just happened to be there with a survivor who had been a child in Birkenau one. And I had run out of the building because I became emotional when I saw all the children's shoes. I just couldn't take it. I started crying and I left the room. And as I was leaving, I was crying and the BBC reporters walking towards me with a camera. And he says to me, why are you crying? I said, well, I just saw the children's shoes and I'm upset. He said, can I interview you? And I said, no, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to leave the building right now. He said, but I have a survivor. And I looked over and I see this little old lady. And I, I just realized in the moment, my dad sent me here. That means God sent me here. That means I need to talk to this lady. We have that interview, so I have to find it. But we do actually have the interview. And I sat and talked to her for a long time. And, and, and she was saying it can happen again. And me and the BBC reporter were saying, but we're sitting here in the Holocaust Museum. How could anything like this ever happen again? She said, it's already happening and you can't see it. And she started naming countries to me. And that was one of the most incredible experiences of my life was sitting there talking to her because she was a little girl in Auschwitz. She was there and experienced it. Her mother died there with her. And so uh, it was a really hectic thing but my dad made sure that i went there and saw that and that was not for no reason either yeah for goodness uh, sake wow because That's this is reason. what this is what we're seeing you know you think about mengala and then you look at schwab talking about genetic editing and you look at this mrna technology that they're forcing upon us um now well, they're, they're not really forcing it upon us in vaccines but they're putting it they're starting to put it in the meat chicken yes, and beef and, and the food so um yeah, it starts to you start to think about um, that's when you want to go to to your Bible. Yeah, that's when you want to go to the prophets of old, and that's yeah. when you do want to actually start to look at this eschatological stuff because Revelation thirteen, I believe it is, says that when the river Euphrates dries up, it will uh, open the way for the armies of the east to march upon the west. Well, for the first time in history, the Euphrates River is drying up, mm. and the armies of the east are marching upon the west, and so. I think mm. uh, it, uh, it's a crucial time. But the good thing is dad saw a global awakening and God moving before any of this stuff really gets Yeah, going. because there's a stuff, uh, and uh, the Robin Bullock and others like him are saying, this stuff is all planned. It's all long-term planned, but it's not time. That doesn't mean they're not going to try and bring it now, but they're not going to succeed right now, according to the Think Lord. about World War If you had been living during World War II, you would have thought Hitler was the Antichrist. Yeah, you know that's it, what it looked like, uh, but there were things that hadn't been fulfilled, and because of that, uh, what ended up happening was Israel became a nation again, and then the prophecy started to line up more, and so it, it's very deep. Yeah, and, and there's uh, a lot going on, you know, and and again, this is a, a conversation much better had with my mother because she studied sure. this for decades. Yeah, I'm barely scratching the surface of understanding it, and. And really, because I would read those scriptures, but not really understand the way they were connected. And now that I'm seeing that, it's just God is amazing. I will say that. Yeah. God is amazing. Yeah, he is. The way you he know. revealed himself to me over the past, especially the past seven years. Um, it, it, it's incredible. Our God is incredible. We serve yeah, an amazing God. So good. So true. Well, what else do you have here? Yeah, I know we're, we're sort of running out of time a little bit. I think... Um, let's play this next one because it's only about 40 seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, Number five, Russia, yeah, Iran. Five, and it's not very long. Let's just have a quick look at that. Okay. For it shall come to pass that I will expose, for Russia has joined its hands to Iran, 
Syria and is gathering as many nations as possible to come and strike the Jews and to strike at this Christian nation and cause you to be crippled, says the Lord. Therefore, would you like an answer? I'll show you. I told you within 48 hours. Now it is emerging. Now I will show you. And then God says, as they creep nearer, I will expose them and destroy them beneath the sea, on top of the sea, on the land, and in the air, says the Lord. Now, I've played that one for you guys before, but I'm playing it again because it's a promise. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Because what the concerning part is that um, he saw, he said, as they creep nearer, yeah, I will destroy them beneath the sea on top of the sea. Oh, there's the submarines right there. That does tell you then that they will be coming from all of those angles, but... God promised us in that prophecy that he would expose them and destroy them um, beneath the sea, on top of the sea, on the land and in the air. Well, and you know, there's a lot, I don't know how much you feel, if you feel like your dad's ever hit this, but probably you've heard, like uh, we all have heard about the vast tunnel networks that's underground. Um, You know, there's a scripture that says uh, what God is going to do, the signs in in, in the sky, on the earth and beneath the earth. And he talks about what's going on beneath the earth. I ran that by Johnny Enlow. He goes, oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's in there for a purpose. There's things happening beneath the earth. There's signs even there beneath the earth. And he's, he says that's specifically referring to tunnel, um, vast yes. arrays of tunnels. So um, I don't know if your dad ever said anything about did, beneath yeah, the earth right there. About tunnels, and he ran, and what Iran was doing over there in the Middle East. But, but definitely, that's something actually that I've been sort of interested in lately is that there, there is a whole underground. Yeah. A whole lot of stuff going under the, under our feet that we don't yeah. even know about things that are hidden from us. And one thing that God has promised over and over again, I know through my own dad is that these things are going to be exposed, that God is shaking nations in order to expose the, what is going on. And I think of as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the son of man returns. And you look at what people like you, Yuval Noah Harari and Klaus Schwab are doing, and even Elon Musk, is that they're messing with genetics. And that's what the sons of heaven came and lay with the women of earth and made. Yeah. And so this all has to do with genetics, and it's God's code. And that genetic code is sacred. It's God's. He mm-hmm. made. And so when we start to mess with that, it gets into some pretty dicey territory. And I think, you know, when you read in Revelation about uh those that would cry for death, but it will not come to them. Uh, I find that to be quite frightening because you look at the AI stuff and the the mingling of. Uh, I think it, what does it say? The mingling of the seed of men, but it wouldn't. It it won't work. Okay. Uh, or radiation. You know, some of those things can be very frightening uh, to think about. And so when you look at people messing with that. Um, I worry about uh, the, the implication of that, that it would be absolutely necessary. And the only way to get ourselves out of the mess we're in is would be for Jesus to come back and fix it. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. why he's going to have to come back because if you look at the way things are going, they're messing with that again. Yeah. And that you just, you don't mess with God's code. Well, and I think, you know, in this very last, and maybe we'll save these last two for the next time you come on. Oh, no, that's fine. Those were extras. Uh, yeah. I got them, the main ones out. But with but with Kim saying they're going to sneak, they're going to get closer. I mean that can apply to everything. 
submarines, planes. It can apply to um, 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 what do you call those uh, those big containers they put on container ships filled with people, filled with troops, filled with whatever. But it can also uh, apply to any of this other stuff, like um, the AI, um, the transhumanism. They're tr they're trying to sneak in. They're trying to sneak in this thing called transhumanism, and but God, you know that's what I think because because I don't I don't I'm among those that don't believe it's quite time. Um, right. I don't know what the time is. Nobody knows. You know, there's a there's a scripture that says I, I should have this memorized because I want to bring it up all the time. But I don't have it, but it says these are the things that the prophets long to look into, wondering at what time these things would be. And it's talking about the Messiah, but it's it's instructive that most prophets don't really know the exact time. All they know is events and what God says, but they don't tend to know when these things will be. All the prophets of old long to know when these things will be. Yes. God never told them. And the same is probably true right now. It feels like the days of Hitler where it can't get any worse than it is now. But I feel like, uh, Kim, your dad is prophesying, this is not that yet. So that's, that's the hope anyway, but... I, and, and I'm in agreement with you on that because even Jesus said, I don't even know, only my father in heaven knows yeah. when that will be. And I think, again, it goes back to choices. The choices we make will determine it. And I think an antichrist system, um, uh, spirit, sorry, and system, but an antichrist spirit will rise up in, in, in every generation. Uh, yeah. It rises up and rises up. And, and the way we deal with it uh, is how we deal with it. Um, I do think we're we're a little further along than we thought before, yeah. but again, set the date, and God doesn't want us to. Yeah, you know, and I think you're right about that because we when I think when we look back, and I personally believe when Trump comes back, he's he's an anointed Cyrus. Uh, I think he's going to reverse a lot of this, help reverse it. We don't look to Trump as our savior; we look to God. But when he comes back, and I think we'll look back on this time and say we never had any idea how close we came to sudden destruction of the whole planet. And I, I think we'll, we will have go, we'll go like we had no idea. Had we had this much idea how close we are, even right this minute, we would be on our knees every minute. But we there's a part of us that's hope hope filled, and we should be hope filled. So. Anyway, that's my spiel. Well, that on that. interview with Trump and Tucker, um, I don't know if anybody's seen yeah, it, but you should yeah. watch because he talks about the nuclear problem. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's very it's very important. I'm not gonna try to, to go in what he said. You can go watch it yourself, but I would encourage people to go listen to what Donald Trump said to, to Tucker Carlson about the nuclear stuff, because that's very interesting. Yeah. I do do believe that uh God has anointed Donald Trump, whether you like him or not. And um we're gonna come to the point where at this point it's so bad that we can't trust any of the leaders, but one person we can trust is Trump because he's been right about everything. So he like him or not. <laughs> he does. He does. He has. I really like Donald Trump. Me too. So <laughs> you know, I got a, I got one of his books. Um, I can't remember the title of it. It just came yesterday or the day before. I haven't read it yet, but I thought one of the reasons I got it is, and I'm seeing it right there, but one of the reasons I got it is I thought I'm going to put this on the thing behind me. They usually have that birthday card from Trump. Uh, yeah, it's that one. I saw that behind you. It's not that book. It's a different one about... It's uh, released one, yes. Yeah, and so I, I thought, I want that to be behind me because I want people to know without question that I'm not ashamed to, to consider Trump a Cyrus of the anointing, and that doesn't mean he's an idol to me. That doesn't mean right. he's our God. That means I have trust in who God picked, and God's told us to, to put our... Um, 
to put our confidence in the Lord, but also our support behind Trump. I've heard you say it that way. So Yes, and the thing is, it's unfair to Trump to expect him to be able to solve all the problems. Right. Uh, God is using the right man in the right position for his will. And um, what we have to do is support that. Pray for him that he makes the right decisions. You don't want to be um, idolizing people because you will be disappointed when you do that. But I will say that God definitely chose the right guy. And he needed a tough guy. And you know what? We don't have enough of those alpha. The strong alpha male has been, that's a deliberate thing because it weakens us um, if our alpha males are weakened. Uh, So you have that, that, that it's just, it's a contrast to everything the enemy's doing. A strong um, kind of hard alpha male. But you know what? As a woman, I like that. Yeah, good. (laughs) As a man, I like that. I like them to be honest. Yeah. Even if even if my feelings might get hurt for a second, I'd rather you tell me the truth than lie to me. So I like Donald Trump. I think yeah, it was a good choice. I do too. Good job, God. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, and if you ever wonder if you've made an idol out of uh, Trump, here's how it goes. If Trump was your idol, you would be on your knees praying to Donald Trump to save you. That's what you do to idols. You worship them, whether they're made out of stone or wood or plastic or anything else. You you bow down, you worship him, you you give you pay your homage to him, you pledge allegiance to your idol. That's right. not what we're doing. We have confidence in the Cyrus of this day. Uh, that's not an idol. Just make sure that you keep your trust in the Lord, and it's all going to work out. So, well, Donnie, do you feel like uh, go ahead and pray for the viewers? I know people are probably quite encouraged, but in case there's anyone that is a little bit afraid, maybe pray into that. It's somewhere. okay. I would love to do that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let's go. Father, we mm. thank you so much for bringing us together yeah. today in this, in this new way that we have of communicating with one another. And we know that when two or more are gathered in your name, that you are in the midst of us. And so how many of us are gathered together now in your name? And we know above all else that you are in control. And you have told us that through the prophets of old. And you've told us that through your word and even through my own dad. You have given us promises and we are holding on to those promises and we will not look away. We will not look away from what you have promised. We will see clearly. We will have discernment. And Father, we ask you to guide us, guide us through our daily lives. Every single person who may be afraid or feel insignificant, remind them, show them today in some way how important they are to you and to everything. Because this beautiful life and this beautiful world that you've made for us is worth fighting for. And we are fighting, Father. And we ask you that your will be done, number one, and that you give us the strength and the faith to keep going. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. 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 Donnie, tell people anything you want to tell them about your website, your show, anything. Go ahead, go ahead and go for it. Okay, I will. Houseofdestiny.org. You can see it right there on there. the um, If you go there, we have our own little network that mom and dad made. And this is something they built over 40 years. Um, every single day we release something. We have worship. We have prophetic teaching. We have uh, my mother and I every Saturday either do a current events, a show called Current Events, where mom will look at current events and then look at the Bible. And we really dig in deep there. And she is awesome. And she's so anointed for this. And then uh, we also have conversations where we sit down and talk to people like Steve and I have done today. And we've had Steve on conversations. Yeah. So times we love having steve on steve's an old friend of the family too and um we also have prophetic rewind which i do on mondays and on uh and that's also at the house of destiny network we have an app too so just search for the app on wherever you get apps house of destiny and all the stuff that's on the website is on the app 
And so every Monday I release footage of my dad. I pray about it. I've got 40 years of stuff. And so God really directs me on, on what people need to see that week. And uh, we have a look at what was prophesied or taught. And we really try to understand the prophetic. Uh, we're on all social media platforms. And I've just recently become active on Twitter again. I was lurking for years. But if you want to follow me, I am now going to be making statements and posting. And what's your, what's your Twitter handle? How do they find you? At Donne Petro, D-O-N-N-E-P-E-T-R-O. And I didn't give it to your guys uh, beforehand because it's kind of a, uh, I just decided to start doing this. But if you search me, if you search Donne Clement Petrushka on Twitter, you will find me there. And um, I've just started tweeting there. So go have a look at that. But we're, we're the House of Destiny and Kim Clement are on all of those platforms too, as well as Rumble and Truth Social, which we love, love, love. And um, uh, I encourage you to download the app too, though, because we have the prophecy database in there. And it's on the website as well. Good. Uh, but if you look at my dad's prophecy database, we have it set up where it's transcribed as much as we possibly could. And um, you can do keyword searches. I was so going to ask you if they could do that. So they could put yeah. a big E or they could put Iran, whatever, right? It's in your hands. You know, we're really open. We want everybody to be able to see this and access it. And so all of that is free as well. And so you just go to the uh, House of Destiny, either the app or the website, look for that prophecy database and uh, search it. You could search Saudi Arabia or you could search Trump or you could search oil, or you could search anything. And if my dad prophesied about it, it'll pull up a list of dates, and you can just read the transcription. Perfect. Wow. And so I really encourage people to do that. And you can email me if you if God shows you anything, or if there's something you're seeing that maybe I'm not, because I'm only one little brain, um, you can email me at codebreakers at houseofdestiny.org. And you spell that codebreakers, C-O-D-E. B-R-E-A-K-E-R-S, codebreakers at houseofdestiny.org. If you email me there, it's in my phone. I'm very, very slow to answer, but I do get the emails and I, and I read them all. And so many people have helped me so much through that email address. So please feel free to email me there. And hope at uh, House of Destiny as well. So is another email is there, are there any words... Um, that you feel like you've heard that your dad gave, but you haven't been able to find him yet. Do you ask people to write yes. to you? Okay. So put that up there again, uh, Emily, that code breakers, that's where they put that or they, that. Perfect. Code yes. So if they it. have, is there one that you could say, I'm looking for words that he's had on such and such anything that you would give off the top of your head? Yes. Yes. And uh, people have actually, someone just wrote to me the other day about that. And I was exchanging an email with them and helping them find something. And I actually had a broadcast. I was able to send them a link. And then sometimes people will write to me and say, Hey, Donna, did you see this? And they yeah. would have gone through the database and I hadn't. And so then I'll get in a conversation with them. And so I am kind of working on starting a podcast some point where i can go live and actually have live communication with people where we can play prophecies and okay. really analyze them uh what we're just we're still in the process of setting that up it's something i'd really like to do so we can start with the email address you can email okay. me god shows you something if you see something i'm not talking about if you think maybe i'm wrong about something i don't mind being wrong i'm wrong all the time so you can point that out to me too um because we're in this together and yeah. i think what god wants from us is for us to make an effort to not be sitting back and waiting for, um, you know, the cavalry to come in and save us. He needs us to be interactive and proactive. Very and good. Um, he wants to, 
to communicate with us personally. Did you ever find the word, uh, at least one time I heard Kim prophesy about God would clean up the water or purify the water. Did you ever find that one? I think I mentioned it to you one time. Um, um, I don't remember, but I can look. I will look. Well, okay. and if, like if anyone from Code that wants to send it, Yes. Yeah. If you know anything about Kim prophesying, cleaning up the water or purifying the water, because that's an issue in the United States and probably in the world, they've been poisoning the water too. I'm just yeah, wondering, I think he's probably prophesied about that. We just didn't know. So if anyone knows where that is, I'd like to find that myself even so. Yes, I can have a look for you for sure. Uh, because I, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I remember it, but I'm just not remembering the details or when it might have been. But it okay. probably wouldn't take very long to find it. Okay. I'll have a look for you. And if anybody else is watching and remembers, because I know some, a lot of people watching right now, you used to watch my dad live. And you've, yeah. been, you know, you've been reading the Elijah list before we were, you were Elijah stream. So some of you older people out there who've been with us for a long time, you can maybe remind us of stuff we've forgotten too. Really so, good stuff. You know, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Danae. Uh, uh, for those that uh, maybe you haven't got the announcement, Barry Wench will be with us from Canada tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And then next week, I don't see it in front of me, but I think it's Robin Bullock on Monday and Johnny Enlow on Tuesday. So it's going to be a hot week uh, starting next week, but so tomorrow will be great as well. So thank you, Danae. God bless you. Give our love to your mom, Jane, and staff. We appreciate them very much. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks again, Donnie. See you later then. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.